Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Today, you'll be hearing from a friend and mentor to Pastor Robert, Michael Berg. Michael serves as director of YWAM Orlando. have responsibility to get ready, get our facilities ready, but even more what I'd invite you to to consider is what do you and I need to do to be ready to cooperate with the Lord so that we can be a part of the greatest mission movement the planet has ever seen. You know, he wants us to get ready for that wave. The first thing he's asking of you and me is that we we are wholehearted in our commitment to him, wholehearted. God desires wholehearted commitment to the calls He places in your life. Today, Michael will encourage you to be ready, be willing to be a part of God's great mission drawing believers to Himself. Be available to live out Jesus' call to be a doer of His Word. You'll be encouraged to live your life entirely surrendered to Him. Now here's Michael with a special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. linked arms together and we recognize none of us do any of this stuff alone. If it wasn't for the empowering of Jesus, we couldn't do anything. If it wasn't for his body linking arms together, we couldn't do it. I mean, we're interdependent on one another. And I want to thank you. You know, you'd not only support my wife and I, but our, our daughter, uh, Kristen, and then her husband, Jason. You want to stand up, you guys, so they can see you? Yeah. yeah. So... They're newlyweds, thank you. They're newlyweds, by the way. Got married June 29th, and, and somehow I was able to perform that service without really losing it. But anyway, uh, and then our uh, son, youngest son, Joshua, you also support him as well. So thank you so much. You know, and we are, we are training people, and we, we've been growing. You know, what, what we're doing is we're calling people to join the movement. Because I believe, you just saw that wave there, I believe the greatest missions wave we've ever seen in history is about ready to break on the shores of this planet. And you and I, we, the body of Christ, need to get ready for that. And we're calling people to join the movement. But they need to know how can they join the movement. You know, to be a part of the greatest, this greatest wave, it's really an opportunity. And in our case, we give them uh, and call people to a gap year, you know, a, dis- a year of discipleship training school and school of ministry development. It's two lecture phases with two outreaches into the nations where they practice what they've been learning. And we just see a real, a real setup and transformation so that if they are called by God to go and do a career, medicine, business, whatever, they actually have solidified their faith in a very deep way and been in a place where they, they took great risk for God and saw God come through. And it positions them to, to stay solid in their faith while they go to university. And you've got professors in university, some of which really love the Lord and do great, but some of which are intentionally trying to annihilate the faith of young Christians. That's just the reality of it, and, and we work in, in that area. So, you know, God is calling us to this gap year. In the midst of gap year, we actually see lives radically changed. One of our young leaders in our midst is Becky Trevivian from England, 
And she came to us, and you know, because we live in a messy world, even those of us who grew up in Christian homes, which wasn't me, but you know, so many, many of you did, uh, whether we grew up in a Christian home or not, we bring with us some mess. And God doesn't leave us in our mess. He begins to transform us and make us whole. God is so good. He's so redemptive. And we hear story after story. And just the, to, be, to have the privilege to walk with the Lord, I feel like we're little kids trying to help Daddy with a big suitcase. But I'm so grateful he's so strong and he's so capable of setting captives free. And we're seeing it time and time again. Since we've started, uh, we've, we've seen about 6,800, 6,800 uh, people being trained in our training schools or short-term missions trips. And uh, to our surprise and amazement, uh, Joshua ended up being one of those guys. Uh, I just want to tell you a little bit about how that works because Joshua did grow up in a Christian home and a home that was committed to missions. And you guys as a church are committed to missions. But maybe God might do something similar to what... Joshua, God did in Joshua's life. One of the things that was key for Joshua is he did seek confirmation through uh, Darl and I and leadership, and I, that's one of the things I would certainly encourage. Yeah, but, but often we wait for that. We put our lives in neutral. We wait for the audible voice of God or the burning bush or the hand coming out of the wall and writing on the wall. And that all, all those just happen one time in Scripture. <laughs> and, and so I think the, the point is don't put your life in neutral, but stay active for the king, for sure. And one of the things that we have a responsibility of as the people, as we're, as we're really training disciples, discipling people so they can make disciples, is you know, people like Robert and myself, we have a responsibility to build a place for them to be trained. Without this room, where would you gather? Well, the beach is really nice in the wintertime, but right now it's a little bit toasty, you know. So, you know, it, it's nice to actually have a place to gather. And so we're, we're working hard. We, we outgrew all our facilities. And, and I just want to give you a quick uh, overview of those facilities. It's our 100, and now it's 189 acres. We've got another uh, bit of property. But when we got it, uh, it had some buildings, but they were all absolutely ruined. Can you imagine coming there for training? But they, uh, they've actually been changed, and they're, they've been renovated along the way. We went from not one building usable, no water, no power, no sewage, to having 31 structures that are now viable and usable for us. You're welcome to come have a, uh, get a tour anytime you're in the Orlando area. We'd just be delighted to, to give you a tour of the campus. One of the things we're discovering is that God is sending us record numbers, and we're out of space again. So what do you do when you're out of space? You go, oh, dear Jesus, help us. <laughs> we're trying to get ready for the wave, and we want to do our part. The wave of missionaries come, and we're trying to do our part to get the place ready. You know, and, and there's, there's certainly challenges with that. But the next building we're working on, we, we, we're out of space to meet. If all of our staff, we have about 141 staff right now, and, and among them they have about 80 children. So we have over 200 people before, they, before a single student shows up. And our, our uh, main chapel where we meet only hosts maybe about two, somewhere between 260 and 265 people. So in other words, we don't have room. And so we're looking for a place to meet and, and feed the people that God is sending to us. Right now we're eating in an open-air pavilion, so we make the food in one place and, and haul it about, a, I think, quarter mile to half a mile in some uh, wonderful Suburbans. They're probably, I think they're classics. They're probably called classics now. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the paint is, is uh, rubbed off. And, but it, we're willing to do whatever we do. God's called us to be willing to do what he's called us to do, even if we have to do it on a log under a tree. So I'm not gearing you up for a financial appeal, so please relax. That's not, that's not the point here. But the point is we, we have responsibility to get ready, get our facilities ready. But even more, what I'd invite you to, to consider is what do you and I need to do 
to be ready to cooperate with the Lord so that we can be a part of the greatest mission movement the planet has ever seen. You know, he wants us to get ready for that wave. And uh, the first thing he's asking of you and me is that we are, have, we are wholehearted in our commitment to him. Wholehearted. You know, uh, this story, Kristen there with a, uh, with, with a, a gal from, she's from Australia, and they're in India, and they were out ministering, and they were, they were ministering in a Hindu village, and they got chased out of the Hindu village into another Hindu village. They get to that Hindu village, and they're, they're invited into somebody's home, the oldest daughter of a home. She was a believer, and she draws them in uh, to, can you help me? I've been trying to share the gospel with my family, and I'm not getting through. So they invite our team in, and they're in the house, and they're sharing the gospel, and they're, they're ministering to these people, and over time, God softens their hearts. As their hearts soften, eventually the family decides to commit their lives to Jesus. As, as the, uh, well, let me say this, a Hindu family will often add Jesus to the other gods. And that's not what Jesus calls us to. He calls us to him being the one and only Lord of our lives. And so as they're proclaiming that part of the gospel, this family gets radically converted. The youngest daughter reaches up and rubs off the Hindu dot off her head as she proclaims Jesus as Lord. And I think God wants wholehearted commitment whether it be a Hindu or whether it be you and me. You know, we, we don't so overtly add Jesus to our other, other gods in our lives, or do we? <laughs> Maybe it's not quite so crystal clear, but often you know, I make a commitment to Jesus, but then I live my life as if he's not Lord of all. And one of the challenges for you and me is, is he not only Lord on Sunday, but is he Lord on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Is he Lord in how I relate to my wife? Is he Lord in how I relate to my children? Is he Lord in how I relate to those who I labor with? Is, you know, how do I treat people? Is he Lord in how I relate to the homeless guy on the street? Or, uh, you know, because they are made in the image of God and very valuable. Is he Lord in how I relate to the professional? Is he Lord in every area of my life? Is he Lord in how I spend my money and spend my time? And you know, that, that can be scary because, you know, we, we have misunderstandings about the character of God, but God is so trustworthy. He's more trustworthy with your future and mine than we are. <laughs> we think we can do a better job of directing our future, and we are mistaken terribly. The reality is He is the best qualified to guide our future. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.